Good morning. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Therefore, we should rejoice and be glad in it. I am Nehemiah Jefferson, pastor of Triumph Christian Church. Welcome to our Sunday sermon stream. Hello to those of you who are watching via Facebook. And hello to those who are watching via YouTube. We invite you to go to our website, which is triumphchristianchurch.com. If you want to go to our website and click on the prepare tab, you could download the outline for this morning's message. And we're going to go ahead and get directly into the word of God. We ask that you would go ahead and turn in your Bibles or on your electronic devices to Matthew chapter number 24. Matthew chapter number 24. And we certainly solicit your prayers this morning. I was waiting for the Lord to release me from this service or this sermon stream. And I kept waiting. I kept waiting. Waited all the way up until about 8 o'clock this morning. And I thought for sure he was going to release me. I am challenged this morning with sleep deprivation. I'm a little sick. And I didn't study. But in any event, we're going to go ahead and move forward with the word. We're just so thankful. Actually, in actuality, as I was waiting and moved a little bit closer to 930, I finally realized why the Lord did not release me. But we certainly need your prayers this morning. Matthew chapter 24, I'm going to commence reading with verse 3, and I'm going to conclude with verse 14. Matthew 24, commencing with verse 3 and concluding with verse 14. The words of Matthew is as follows. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things be and when will be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, and will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world 
as with as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. For a few minutes this morning, I solicit your prayers. I want to preach from the subject, America, wake up. I hear an echo. America, wake up. I hear an echo. Pray along with me. Our Father and our God, in the immaculate name of your Son, Christ Jesus. First of all, Father God, we simply want to say thank you. Lord, you've been better to us than we possibly could have been to ourselves. And for that, we say in Paul's Thank you. Lord, as we move through the message, we ask that you would minister through your word, Father God. We ask that you would open up our eyes, open up our ears to understand it through observation, interpretation, revelation, and application of your word. It's your service, humble prayer that the words that will come forth from his mouth will be used for our education, edification, but most of all, your exaltation. I simply ask that you would write on my tongue in this moment, the things that you would have me to say. Lord, I also ask that the words that will come forth my mouth, from my mouth will move someone closer in their relationship with you. So I pray that, Father God, there will be less of me, but more of thee. I humbly ask that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. America, wake up. I hear an echo. Matthew, also known as Levi, according to Mark 2 and 14, was a tax collector who was called away from his duties to become one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. In reading the book of Matthew, well, Matthew, first of all, is credited as the writer of Matthew, but when you read the book of Matthew, you have discovered that it tells the story of Jesus Christ of Nazareth from his genealogy to his great commission. For many years, the people had waited for the long, well, had waited for a long time for the Messiah. So Matthew confirmed or affirmed that Jesus Christ of Nazareth was that long-awaited Savior, Messiah, and King. Now, in reading Matthew chapter 24, I discovered that there is a great deal in this particular chapter. There are 51 verses in Matthew chapter number 24. And all I can say is simply, wow, there is a lot going on in Matthew chapter 24. Let me pause for a moment and walk you through or just break down some of the things that are discussed by Matthew in the 24th chapter. The first thing you'll discover about reading this chapter comes from the first two verses, and that is Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple. Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple. That occurs in Matthew 24, verses 1 through 2. In verses 3 through 28, you'll discover Jesus' prophecy about the devastation of the tribulation. Jesus' prophecy about the devastation of the tribulation. That occurs in Matthew 24, verses 3 through 28. In verses 29 through 51, you'll discover or read about Jesus' 
portending or Jesus, Jesus portends his second coming. Jesus portending his second coming. And that basically is him warning or providing a sign of his second coming. So we see that Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple in verses 1 and 2. Jesus' prophecy about the devastation of the tribulation occurs in verses 3 to 28. Jesus portends his second coming in verses 29 through 51. And then Jesus offers a parable about a fig tree. That occurs in Matthew 24, verses 32 through 35. And then, and lastly, including some of the other verses, 36 through 51, Jesus offers a plain explanation about when and whereby he is to return. When he is to return, nobody knows, and whereby he's going to return like a thief in the night. So as you can see, there are about five different subject areas or five different topics that are discussed in Matthew chapter number 24. Now, I mentioned to you the tribulation. The tribulation is simply a, uh, a seven-year period of great suffering and affliction that is going to occur during the end times on earth. And this is, of course, to accomplish Jesus' purpose and mission. But let me take a moment for those who may not be familiar with some of the end time events to just provide you with a quick summary or order of the end time events. The first thing that's going to occur during the end times is there's going to be a rapture. There's going to be the rapture of the church. That is the first thing that is going to occur. Now we're about to, the next thing that's going to occur would be the the seven-year tribulation period. We're going to read about some of the things that occur in the first part of the seven-year tribulation period. Now, some of these things you might find somewhat disturbing. In fact, when I was younger, before I became a lot more knowledgeable about the Word of God, I became disturbed when I would read about some of the things that are going to occur in the end times. Some of the things that you read about in the book of Daniel and certainly in the book of Revelation and here in Matthew 24 as well. I became disturbed when I was early on when I was began to in my early Christian walk before I became more knowledgeable. So some of the things about the tribulation period are, are really, may, you may find concerning or disturbing, but you should know, my brothers and sisters, as a child of God, as someone who has accepted Christ, you don't have to worry about the tribulation period. The tribulation period, the only people that need to worry about the tribulation period are those who are unbelievers or those who don't accept Christ. So the first thing that's going to occur is that there's going to be the rapture of the church. Those who uh, the dead in Christ, 1 Thessalonians tells us that they will rise first. So there's going to be a, a calling up and then there's going to be a call up. So some of us pray that we are in a generation where we experience the rapture, where we are caught up. But if we're not caught up, we certainly will be called up. If we pass away in Christ, we will be called up and those who are remaining on earth will be caught up. So the rapture will occur first. Then there will be a seven-year tribulation period. After the seven-year tribulation period, there will be 
the second coming of Christ and the battle of Armageddon. After that takes place, there will be a 1,000 year reign of Christ on earth. It's called the millennial reign. And the last thing that will occur will be the great white throne judgment. That is the judgment of unbelievers. Matthew chapter 24 and 25 is often described as the Olivet Discourse. This is Jesus. It's described as the Olivet Discourse because Jesus Christ is teaching his disciples on the Mount of Olives. So the things that we're about to read about don't have anything to do with the rapture that I mentioned, but they have everything to do with this tribulation period, this seven-year tribulation period, this period of, of affliction, this period of, of great distress. That's what Matthew 24 has to deal with. So it's all about the tribulation, and that occurs in Matthew 24, really verses 4 through 14, but the great tribulation, which is the latter part of the seven-year period. So the first half of the period, uh, seven-year period is, is generally referred to as the tribulation. That's the first three and a half years. The latter three and a half years are known, are usually referred to as the great tribu tribulation, the great tribulation, the latter part of the seven-year period of, of time. So the verses that we read relate to the tribulation and beginning at verse 15 of Matthew chapter 4, that sort of talks about the great tribulation. So during the tribulation period, you might imagine, the first three and a half years, things are going to be bad. In the latter three and a half years, or the latter half of the, the seven-year tribulation period, things are going to be really, really bad. The Bible refers to be the worst that earth has ever seen. Before I walk you through verses 1 through 14 of Matthew chapter number 24, I want to describe this, these verses, or Matthew chapter 24, as, let's describe or think of these verses as a pre-screening or a, a movie pre-screening. Yeah, let's think about it as a movie pre-screening or a sneak preview of a movie. Many times when people read Matthew chapter 24, some of the verses, specifically verses 4 through 14, verses 3 through 14, we often say once we read these verses and, and see what's in these verses, we often say, or many people say, we are living in the end times. We are living in the end times because of some of the things we recognize, some of the things that are happening right now. But what really is, that's not technically correct that we are living in the end times. This is, just think of this as on a, a, a preview or a movie screening, because you think about, when you think about a movie screening, it, it's like the first time a, a select group of people get an opportunity to see what's gonna occur in the movie before everybody else. So for those who of us who study the Bible, we are getting a movie pre-screening or a sneak preview of the things that are going to occur in the future. So Jesus is speaking here and he is predicting those things or prophesying about the things that are going to occur during the end time. So what I want to do is just take a few minutes and walk you quickly through what happens in verses 1 through 14 of Matthew 
chapter number 24. The first two verses, I mentioned that Jesus sort of predicts the destruction of the temple. We find him here in verse number one, leaving or departing the temple. And the disciples were sort of, if I may use my own terminology here, they were sort of marveling at the architecture. They were sort of in amazement of the temple that was built by Herod the Great. And that is referenced here in verse number one. So Jesus responds in verse two by saying to them, do you not see all these things? Now understand that Jesus is well aware of what is to come in the future. So Jesus says, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. So Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple in verses one and two. And then as a result of his prediction or as a result of his revelation, the disciples come back with a request. So Jesus makes this revelation that there's going to be destruction of the temple and the disciples make a request of him. And those requests, actually they make a couple requests. Those requests are made in verse number three. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, it says, the disciples came to him privately. And the disciples said, tell us when will these things be? So they are wanting to know, number one, when the destruction of the temple was going to happen. But then number two, they wanted to know what will be the sign of your coming. And then number three, and of the end of the age. So the disciples were simply trying to make the connection between the destruction, the physical destruction of the temple and the spiritual things that were going to transpire in the future. That is the return of Jesus Christ and the end of the world or age as we know it. So they pose these questions to Jesus and Jesus response picks up or picks up in verse four and conclude with verse 14. So Jesus said, tells the, the disciples, number one, to take heed that no one deceives them. For many will come in my name saying that I am the Christ and will deceive me. So first, Jesus warns the disciples about false messiahs. That occurs in verse number five. Then he goes on to talk about that there are going to be wars. Now, as I walk you through this, these verses, I think we should create a checklist, so to speak, and ask yourself, are these things occurring right now? Are we actually getting a preview, a sneak preview of what's to come in the future? Because we're actually seeing these things unfold in front of our own eyes. Well, we know there have been several people of recent time who have come and said that they were indeed Jesus Christ and led and deceived men. You may recall the individual in Waco, Texas. You might recall Jim Jones for many years before. So there have been many people who have called or come forth and said that they are indeed Jesus Christ. Check. And you will hear rumors of wars 
and hear of wars. Well, we have had wars, and we're constantly hearing about rumors of wars. So check and check again. But Jesus says, see that you're not troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not near yet. So that's why I say, my brothers and sisters, technically when we talk about we are living in the end times, that, that's not technically correct. We're simply getting a preview of what's to come in the future. The end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation. We can put a check mark by that as well. Kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines. Yes, we certainly can check that off. We have, we see many places where, where people are experiencing a famine of, of sort. We have people who are homeless. We have people who are hungry. And we certainly have people who need all types of basic help. So famines, pestilences, more about pestilences in just a moment. We can put a check by famine. We can put a check by pestilence. And certainly we can put a check by earthquakes. Earthquakes in various places. I just had to take a break from my studying, or the little studying that I did for this message, to look up. I wanted to find out where have some of the earthquakes occurred lately. We haven't really heard about earthquakes but listen to this list. Japan, this is just within the recent earthquakes and even some of these in the past 30 days. Japan, Puerto Rico, the Philippines, Alaska, China, Indonesia, Mexico, Nevada, Utah, Texas, Colombia, Guam, Idaho. Earthquake in Idaho was registered. California, we know earthquakes occur in California. And Oklahoma, that is just a small list of some of the places that earthquakes have been registered or recorded within the past uh, recent time and some in the past 30 days. So yes, we can put a check mark by earthquakes as well. But Jesus said these are the beginning of sorrows. Again, everything that occurs in verses, four, or Jesus mentions in verses 4 through 14 are in reference to the first half of the seven-year tribulation period, the first three and a half years. Jesus goes on to say, they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Surely, my brothers and sisters, some of you have read about or heard stories about beheadings of Christians or those currently, uh, well, those uh, many Christians in recent time who have died for the sake of Christ, who have been killed because of their beliefs, and who have become martyrs for Christ. So Jesus predicts that these things will occur as well. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Check, check, and check again. Right now, America, there is so much hate and wickedness in America. Right now, there's such a great or brave intolerance for another's belief. It is very difficult for somebody to just go on social media, read another person's opinion and belief. It's very difficult for certain people to just read 
their beliefs and share something positive as opposed to something negative. So there's this great intolerance. There's this hatred of people because of their beliefs, certainly hatred as a result of somebody's ethnicity as well. Verse 11 says there will be false prophets. So Jesus warned about false messiahs, those who come in in his name, and then he also warns, warns about false prophets. Many, many people are deceived. I believe that's why God gave me the first tenet of our ministry, and that is education, because we believe that when people know better, they certainly do better, make better decisions, and we know our decisions determine our direction, and our direction determines our destiny. Verse 12 lets us know that there will be lawlessness. Lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. There will be lawlessness. Well, Chicago, Seattle, Atlanta, as of recently, bears this out. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. I just want to bring to your attention, my brothers and sisters, that that reference there to save is not a spiritual salvation. It is a physical salvation. Uh, being saved physically during the tribulation period. You should know that there will be an opportunity for those who are left on earth, those who are unbelievers, because keep in mind, the rapture of the church has occurred at this point. So God's people, Christians, are caught up, are called up during the rapture. So the people that are left on earth are unbelievers. There will be an opportunity for unbelievers to still accept Christ, but as we know from reading the verses that it's going to be very, very difficult for that to happen because they will be deceived through false messiahs as well as false prophets. Jesus says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then and then the end will come. America, wake up. There is an echo. America, wake up. I hear an echo. Listen to the definition of an echo. An echo is a reflection, a repercussion, a result, a trace, a vestige, or a response. It is the repetition of a sound. So God has previously sent a sound, and now there is an echo, a reflection, a repetition of that sound. That sound by Jesus was uttered or sent in Matthew chapter number 24. And we see clearly through all of those check marks the evidence of it now. Now there are four or five echoes that I want to bring to your attention in my closing from the verses that we have read. Number one, America is currently seeing an echo about apostasy, an echo about apostasy. What is apostasy? That is a falling away from the truth or the renunciation of our beliefs or faith in Christ. We need look no further than the, 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 the any number of laws that have been recently made that are totally contrary to the word of God. And this nation was founded on Judeo-Christian values. You need look no further than our Constitution to a certain extent and the Declaration 
of independence or some of our founding documents. Number one, America is currently seeing an echo or hearing an echo about apostasy. Matthew 24, 4 and 5 says, And Jesus answered and said to him, Take heed that no one deceives you. Many will call, will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. So we're seeing or hearing an echo about apostasy, but we're also seeing and hearing an echo about anarchy. Anarchy. Lack of obedience to authority and insubordination. We saw evidence of that recently in Seattle. You can read the stories for yourself. The scripture says in Matthew 24 and 12 that lawlessness will abound. So we're seeing or hearing an echo about apostasy, anarchy, as well as apathy. Apathy, a lack of interest, enthusiasm, concern. Matthew 24, 12 and 13 says the love of many will grow cold. The love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. There seems to be a lack of concern, a lack of enthusiasm for the word of God. Seems like many people have found everything to do but follow Christ. So we are seeing and hearing an echo about apostasy, anarchy, apathy, and we are certainly experiencing an echo about affliction, a state of pain, distress, grief, or misery. Matthew 24 and 7 says, There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Well, COVID-19, as I have indicated to you, is a modern-day pestilence, a deadly epidemic disease, a deadly epidemic disease. So we're experiencing a pestilence right now, a modern day pestilence. And as my father said, the best mask you have for COVID-19 is your prayers and certainly a prayer for a Passover. Anarchy, ap ap um, apostasy, anarchy, apathy, affliction, and lastly, Matthew 24 and 14, America will see in the future an echo or hear an echo surrounding or about accomplishment. The word of God must go forth. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. America is currently experiencing an echo about apostasy, anarchy, apathy, affliction, and we're soon to hope to experience an echo regarding accomplishment. America, wake up. I hear an echo.